Dragon Slayer Audio. Good evening. This is Bill Oberst, Jr. I think about death a lot. Do you? I mean, it it seems okay to me to have death on our mind, for it is most certainly on our heels. Look with me out that window. Look out that great floor-to-ceiling window just there, set in the rough stone of the east wall. That's an October moon out there. It's a harvest moon. Harvest time. Time for the reaping of what we have sown. Even the belladonna flowers on the hill out there seem to know. You see, they're bowing their little heads down, down in obeisance to the last moon of October. My God, this place is full of ghosts tonight, my friend. Full of ghosts. Some are dead and some are living. What, living ghost? Yes. The men and the women who wrote these books, these thousands of papyrus dreams which fill the two and a half stories of this place, are they not dead? But are they not alive? And the people the animals, the dear ones that we have loved and carried in our arms even unto death. Aren't they alive? In every beat of our living, desperate hearts, don't they live? And you, you, my dear, dear listener, whether yet to be or soon not to be. Are you not alive? Are you not alive here, tonight, now, at this moment, in this grand, tragic, wonderful, ancient place? Do you not live? I say yes. And I say, welcome to the Moonlit Library. (laughs) Where are my manners? I've been blabbering to you and you're still out there on the doorstep. Come inside. Here, come in. Come in. I'll take your coat and you sit down. There. Have some wine. Hmm? The others are here already. You see? We waited for you. This is our 13th visit together. 13. So I wanted to make it last. 
for, oh, I don't know, a thousand years? Because we'll be archived on audible.com for many years, many years beyond our own years, and on devices yet to be imagined, I ask listeners to think about what they would say to some tomorrow's child when we've long since been scattered to the wind like autumn leaf I ask listeners to leave voice messages to the future and tonight we'll hear them tonight the voices of the soon to be dead speak to the voices of the yet to be born, who are also, of course, the soon to be dead. But <laughs> let us not quibble over categories, shall we? It's good to be here. Oh, it's good to be with you. It's good to be alive. Look, even the gargoyles up there seem to be smiling tonight. Well, I, I think those are smiles. Come, children, gather round and speak. For the spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are in death around thee. To the future. I regret the role of the harbinger here, but another lie would make the future worse. See, the human condition is frail. The patient is sick. There's no doctor running down the hall into our room with life-saving equipment. There's us with a flickering light and a hospital that hasn't paid its power bill in years. There's no promise of getting better. There's no promise of hope, so don't go looking for it. Accept the dark. Embrace it and understand it. Be the light. Construct hope. But always know the dark to avoid surprise. Good luck. Hello, listeners and future listeners who may come upon this podcast someday. My name is Desiree. So, I am currently suffering from one of mankind's most grimmest diseases. I am suffering with cancer and stage four. I wasn't given a very good prognosis, but I believe with my faith, and my family that I will be able to overcome this. And I just want to let you know that no matter what you're going through, as grim as it may seem, whatever you're going through, and believe me, I've been through a lot of things, so I should know, but whatever you're going through, you will overcome it too. You will get through it. There's, like they say, there's always a silver lining. Just look for that silver lining and you will find it. And 
Never give up. Never give up. Because one day, things will get better for you. As I believe things are going to get better for me. I'm sorry. We've abandoned study of the humanities in favor of STEM education. And as a result, critical thinking declines and a significant portion of the planet doubts the scientific community. Worse, we've failed to cultivate our humanity and we are unwilling to sacrifice temporary conveniences of the present to make life better for you. We could be making interventions to make this planet more hospitable for future generations, but we are not. We live in an age where a significant number of people cling to the belief that the world is 6,000 years old, and a growing number of people believe that the world is flat. The humanities have failed to convince the public of their continued relevance, and you, the as yet unborn, will pay the price. We have politicized our future, your past, and your present. And I'm sorry. For me, exploring the darkness is about seeking the truth. The truth about ourselves as a species and about ourselves individually too. It's a form of therapy. All of us have a public self and a private self. Art is another way to depict that duality. It's a duality that is often at loggerheads. The more we acknowledge and accept both sides of ourselves, the greater peace we feel. So exploring the dark makes the darkness, of course, less dark, gives it shape so we can see what's inside it. We see what's inside ourselves. And as a race, many of us are interested in that idea of looking inside, inside of ourselves. It fascinates us. I love that you explore that in your podcast, Bill. And I hope you keep doing it. What is future? What is reality? Reality is what we see and hear. Translated at this time, what the media tell us, people believe. What the internet is saying and the news it's the truth. People we don't know form an opinion that is widely followed, those who don't are cast out. Is there anything tangible in your time? Or is everything already digital? A jumble of numbers and plastic from a machine? Sterile, interchangeable, modern. Will your world still be so beautiful when it becomes clear to you at what price your world was bought? For me, the first 20 years of this 21st century are behind me during these words. 20 years that couldn't be more turbulent. Terror wars, pandemics, and the beginning of a new moral definition. Humanity is not developing any further. We are going back. Can you still enjoy your bliss when you learn what everything had to be given up? History, freedom of expression, individuality. Whenever you may hear this, is your time still changing? Then hear what weapons you have to use if you really want change. Think. Thinking. Questioning. Researching. Reading. Daring to look behind the facade of everything. Use these things 
and you may not feel the shame your children will give you by judging you for their future. The world repeats itself over and over again, but knowing there is a trap, is the first step to avoid it. There is nothing profound that I can say that hasn't been said by generations before. But some things bear repeating. Listen, listen to the world around you, to the birds and the bees, if there still are birds and bees. But most importantly, listen to the people you meet along the way. Everyone has a story, even you. Hi, Bill. You know, I've been thinking about these stories that you've been telling and what they all represent. They remind me that we live in a time of turmoil and strife, the same as every other generation before us. What we never seem to remember is that we struggle with the same darkness that our parents and grandparents before us struggled with, only in a different skin. In one of his most famous sermons, Loving Your Enemies, Dr. Martin Luther King preached, Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I believe that. That only light can bring us out of the darkness. Find comfort in the dark. Comfort lies in the dark. Those that will inherit this world be forewarned. Humans do not have the finest track record at keeping each other in this planet's best interests in harmony. We're good at blaming others and hiding from truth and consequences. For those of us living now, we'll be gone before it matters, right? We're going to die one day, so why should I be concerned? It matters because the time we have left can be more enjoyable with purpose. A purpose that nurtures ourselves and balances our light and dark essence. It's simple connect or perish. This is Deb here. I always wanted a little girl. Now well, I was blessed one day with a beautiful baby girl, a miracle, but she was born with only half a heart. The doctor said she would only live a few days, but with medicine, of course, and much, much love, hope, and faith, she was, well, her name was Angela, and she was quite a fighter. She lived 23 months. Yes, she did. Not long enough, you say? Well, perhaps not. But every day of her life was filled with love and beauty and hope. And everyone she met, every person she came across was touched by her warmth and her beautiful smile and her sparkling eyes. So... It could have been the darkest of times, but instead, I chose to enjoy the quality of life with her rather than the quantity. In other words, I focused on her life each and every day. And so every day that I spent with her was beautiful and a miracle. And, and of course, it's good to think ahead and plan for the future, but sometimes just living for each and every day and remembering to live that day to the fullest is really, really beautiful and what we have right now. Now, I'm not saying not to plan for the future. Of course, do that. But never, ever forget 
to also live each day. This is Christopher Moonlight Cooksey. What chance does the light have against the dark? How do you keep any light on when the darkness ultimately surrounds us? You can see it everywhere, an endless void. If you just look beyond the glow of civilization, our thoughts turn dark and those dark thoughts become reality too, bludgeoning us, bringing pain to those we love, relentlessly driving us to our knees and demanding we despair. So, we must discipline our imaginations. We must tear off a little bit of that darkness, look at it, know it, and then have the strength to put it in our pocket where it can't consume us. And if it tries, we'll be ready for it. We'll be able to look within, see what's possible, turn those possibilities into new light, and drive back the dark until, of course, inevitably, it returns again. That's the value we brought to the world. That's what gives us a worth that shines far beyond anything we'll ever be able to know. A single beam of light can shine on across the universe. Who knows what it might illuminate next. Meine Zukunft. Meine Zukunft? Hm. Wie soll ich was von meiner Zukunft erzählen? Weil meine Zukunft, die bekommt ihr ja gar nicht mit. Ich kann euch nur was erzählen, was vielleicht für eure Zukunft gut ist. How can I tell you of my future? But perhaps I can warn you. Perhaps I can tell you of your future, so that you will not make the same mistakes. Aus einer anderen Sicht, aus einer anderen, tja, die Gegenwart. Hm. Die Gegenwart ist momentan in 2020, 2021 nicht so toll. Our present is not so exciting. We are everywhere online. But we are nowhere in reality. There are no real conversations anymore. You, I hope that you will once again have real people sitting in front of you, talking with you, laughing with you, crying with you, supporting you, so that you will once again know the experience of seeing in the eyes of a human being. I wish for you that you might find someone who understands you, someone like my Matthias, who is there with me through my worst times and through my illness, and who will never leave me. I can only hope for you that you find someone like this unterstützt in meiner schwersten Zeit, in meiner Krankheit. I may not know Seite you. Ist. Das wünsche ich euch, dass ihr so einen Menschen auffindet. But I love you and I hug you. Ich habe euch lieb, ich kenne euch nicht, aber ich drücke euch. Yours. Eure Jessie. Jessie. Well, hello there and welcome to the Moonlit Library. I've been frequenting this dusty old establishment for quite some time. 
I find comfort in the shadows, listening to tales of the macabre, and I hope you will too. Without the presence of evil, good cannot exist. Without darkness, there shall be no concept of light. Good night. Be humble. Remember that the things you know, you know because someone took the time to teach you. When you encounter others who do not know the things you do, do not judge them for it. Be patient, be humble, and pay it forward. Return the favor and take the time to teach others as you were taught before. Howdy, 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 unborn youth. Cherish uniqueness and differences in one another rather than scrutinizing them and hating each other. We're living in a time where people are being persecuted simply for the color of their skin rather than the quality of their character. A time where systematic racism is alive and well. Just be better than us. What are we to think as we travel through this COVID crisis? How are we to carry through well knowing that as early as three weeks we could find ourselves out of money and with no solid prospects for work? How are we to face this pandemic? What invisible force are we to blame and power our hate to get through this world-changing event? Where are we to find our coping mechanisms to quench our fear? How can we even seek the divine? Our pain, it lies in our fear. Our fear of the unknown, the fear of being destitute, the fear of being penniless and hungry. We can look to our government and still come up wanting. We can look to our neighbors and realize that we've become a society of distant relationships. We don't want to find the inner strength just to abide. Sometimes words breathed in the silence are answered so that we can be restored. Sometimes it takes our hearts turned and tight-fisted in our chests to seek the lover of our souls. We need to find light, to find peace, to find hope, and the author of hope. Whether you are innocent or not, we all have peace within us. We all have a night of sleep, a night of despair. The night of the howling moon. Hello, I'm Mary Shelley, a voice from beyond the veil, with a message for you about coping with dark times. After my beloved Percy died, I did not care to write or even to breathe. But I had a child to care for, provide for, and a life to continue to live. Oh, I loved imagining and inventing stories as a child, loved creating my Frankenstein, which you may have read, but I needed to reveal my thoughts and feelings differently. So I started my journal of sorrow and found a friendship with ink and paper which provided hope and solace. I let the stars behold my tears, and the wind drank my sighs. And I confided my thoughts and feelings, putting pen to paper, pain to page, and found sustenance. Perhaps you too can find such comfort as well, if not in writing, then in reading, 
painting, taking walks in nature. Well, that is my wish for you, my message from beyond the veil. Hi, Bill. This is Mike from Erebus Horror. The message I want to leave your listeners is a message of hope. The horror genre itself can be traced back to ancient times. Folklore, traditions and tales have long been exchanged around an open fire or discussed over a vessel of wine. As we have developed, so too have our stories. Over the last century, the horror genre in cinema has evolved more than any other, and within that time, humankind has endured some of the most horrendous ordeals. War, disease, famine, terrorism. Yet, we persevere. These terrible events in our history not only shape who we are today, but also influence the film and literature of tomorrow. Horror will never die. Not while there are those who are still exhilarated by fear. Not while there are those who are willing to provide it. And not while you, dear listener, are still around to support it. I feel privileged to be alive at such a time. A time where we get to look back on the golden age of horror. The Hammer era. The birth of slashes and splatter films. Whilst also enjoying the modern day offerings of our horror filmmakers today. And I admit, I'm envious of the unborn ghosts that may well be listening to this right now. The possibilities for the movies and novels created long after I'm gone are endless. And while I don't know what these creative masterpieces will consist of, what I do know is that horror will live on forever. Good evening, Bill. Harry here. You can't imagine how much I've enjoyed your podcast. Thank you and continue on. As for the future generations, my only response is quick and to the point. Love, laugh, and live your life to the fullest. I have. And my friends also concur. Right, Boris? Oh, absolutely. Bela? Very well. Frank? If you are listening to this recording long after the last book is burned, and God has recanted his promises in favor of another great deluge, please think on these things. You are the last torchbearer. It is currently the year 2020, by what you may have known as the Gregorian calendar, and as I speak, the United States will lose interest in the printed page within 50 years. The trends among younger adults warrant special concern, suggesting that unless some effective solution is found, literary culture and literacy in general will continue to worsen. Indeed, at the current rate of loss, literary reading as a leisure activity will virtually disappear in half a century. In spite of all this, I live in hope. You see, I have dreamt in my life dreams that have stayed with me ever after and changed my ideas. They have gone through and through me, like wine through water, and altered the color of my mind. Other people's dreams, infecting my mind through words on a worn page, 
tall tales which taught me lessons the scholars never dared. Because fiction is the lie through which we tell the truth. And in a deceitful world, to hear the truth is to be understood. To those whose heart is torn by a lost or distant love, Emily Bronte understands your desperate pain and will stand by the window with you in eternal vigilance. Do you yearn for some kindly shore far beyond misty mountains and darker forest? J.R.R. Tolkien will give you the map and renew your strength at the lowest hour. If you suffer in terror at the vastness of the world around you, H.P. Lovecraft can identify completely and will be happy to speak to you of such things in a quietly measured Rhode Island accent. Because there are chords in the hearts of the most reckless which cannot be touched without emotion. And if magic can be found in the world, it is in what books say. How they stitch the patches of the universe together into one garment. It is your turn to take up the standard and finish the charge. Become a living book, if necessary. And should you find yourself in the hour of the wolf, led against your will to the end of all things, do not cry or beg. But leave your accusers with these last written words of a man who saw farther than a poor Texas boy had any right to. All fled. All done. So lift me on the pyre. The feast is over. And the lamps expire. My goodness. Now, that's a longer show than usual, but no apologies, my friend. I wanted every voice to be heard. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you, Mark Savage. Thank you, Jordan McClure. Thank you, Barb McPherson and Chris Young and Christopher Moonlight and Debbie Ann Blunt. Thank you, Desiree Needham and Harry Woodbury and Ingrid Hubert. Thank you, Jesse and Matthias Ernst. Thank you, Joanne Thomas. Thank you, Josh Kiev and Matthew Ray and Mike at Erebus Horror and Tracy at Pop Horror. Thank you, Scott Clore. And thank you, Mary Shelley. And thank you, Jason Ackerman, Alicia Beard, and Jordan Brinker at the Center for Ray Bradbury Studies. My message to the future? Dream in the dark. This place exists, my friend, because I lay down in a very dark world and I slept. And I dreamed this place. I dreamed the moonlit library. And I woke up I started building it one stone at a time. Now it's your turn. You dream. You do. Tag. You're it. It's time. It's time now for a very long sleep, isn't it? 
My God, we deserve it. Close your eyes. That's it. Your eyelids are heavy. Heavier. Heaviest. An old library keeper in an old library on the edge of a precipice, on the edge of the forest, on the edge of the world, wishes you sweet sleep and a surprising awakening. Remember us. And remember, it's always midnight somewhere and in someone's soul. Good night.